Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. America's been a dream of mine like even just to go and visit America, to be paid to go over there and stuff like that. Yeah man, it, it's a, it literally a dream come true. Just before he flies to the States, we've got a standout of the British wrestling scene. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I'd say it if you weren't here. It's Leon Slater. How you yes, doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, the, here, man. The, the glory of being in uh, on a desert island is there's no ceiling, which means no lights will be harmed in the making of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken great joy in the Watch the Lights chant becoming a yeah. part of multiple matches that you do. Um, for those who aren't aware, it was uh, North Wrestling, I believe, that was born. So tell us the story behind the Watch the Lights chant, for those who don't know. So it's, it's it, it came about in a very strange way. So obviously North uh, North Wrestling earlier this year had their tag team tournament and uh, one of the scheduled teams was meant to be Visage and Man Like Darice. And unfortunately, Visage had to pull out, um, I believe it was due to injury or something like that. Um, and they, they, were, they were scouring and searching for people to replace Visage as Darice's partner. And I happened to be in the right place at the right time because I was on the pre-show of that show. So I got the the call up, I guess we'll call it, to the main roster to come be Darius's partner. So it was me and Darius versus uh, Kid Lycos and Gene Money. And this was like, I think this was in February. So it was one of my first matches, if not the first match that I was in with like talent of that caliber, like Lycos and, and, and Gene and stuff like that. So it was um it was a big match for me. And the, the leading to the finish, me and Darius both went up for our 450s. Uh, his, his, his hit nicely. And I went up for mine. And I jumped so high, <laughs> I jumped so high on my 450 that my heel clipped one of like the spotlights that was over the ring and it just smashed it. I just smashed the light. I broke the lights um, and not. And I didn't end up 450 and Gene Money. I ended up flipping and sitting on his ribs, um, which either or, it's an offensive maneuver. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, that, that's where the chunk came from. And now... Every time me and Doris go back to Anarchy Brewery, we got to we've got to watch them lights. Or Bowers will, will come for our head with that intro. <laughs> Getting voices every time you defend your title. Just there you go. <laughs> Paying for that again. I love how you and man like Doris got together. It is a real case of right place, right time. Yeah. And did the did the gravity of how big a, a step up for you 
that was? Did that sink in straight away? Mm. Not so much with that one, to be honest, because I think part of the reason why is because, like I said, like it was very, it was a, a very quick thing. Like I think I found out on like the Friday, like the day before the show. So I didn't really have time to be like, oh my God, I'm wrestling like us and Gene Money. And, oh my, I'm tagging with man like Doris, you know what I mean? Just because it came about so quickly. And like, I, I've always had this kind of self-belief within myself where it's like, I know that I've put in the work to to be afforded opportunities like this. So when I do, and I, I understand that I'm ready and I'm, I'm more than capable of like performing in opportunities like that. So no, I, I wasn't really nervous heading into that. I was, it was more excitement more than anything for sure. I want to talk about uh, your journey into to, from that point and onwards because uh, you're about to take over the world, sir. Uh, but we'll talk all about it. Uh, but whilst we're here, Leon, we'd like to go and ask our guests to choose three wrestling matches that mm. they would watch whilst metaphorically stranded on a desert island. Three matches that have some significant meaning. They haven't got to be five-star bangers, but they've got to be something that means something to you. So we'll go through them one by one as we go through the interview. What would you like your first one to be, Leon? So my first one would be Cedric Alexander versus Kota Ibushi from the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, now the Cruiserweight Classic is full mm. of bangers, yeah. top to bottom. But why this one in particular? I think th this one was the first match where, where I, I've kind of seen that style of wrestling because when the Cruiserweight Classic happened, I was like, what did it happen, like 2016, 17? So I, I was only like 12, 13 years old. And this is like the time when I was just getting into like independent wrestling and stuff like this. And obviously my knowledge of wrestling before that was very like WWE or TNA. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't really aware of anything else. So this match was like the first time that I'd, I'd kind of seen like this style of wrestling. And it really like opened my eyes and like to delve deeper into stuff like New Japan because of Kota and stuff like that and all the Japanese stuff. And then the American Indies because of Cedric. And um yeah, it's just it's just a match that really opened my eyes to the different styles of wrestling and like the kind of independent style of wrestling, I guess. Um, yeah, it was the first time I, I kind of got my eyes on it. Um, when it comes to this particular match, is there a moment from it that stands out to you when you talk about it? Yeah, so there is um, there is a near fall sequence where Cedric, he hits something in the corner. Bang! He brings him out. He brain busters him. One, two. It caught a kicks at two. I'm like, oh my god, how is he kicked from a brain buster? And as soon as he, as soon as Cota's trying to get up, Cedric blasts him back down with like a spinning back kick. Another one, two, ah. Oh. And then I remember there's a there's a great shot. There's a great shot after that of Cedric. He's backed up against the ropes. He's like, it's it's the classic sell of like when someone kicks out of a big move. You you hit this one right, but Cedric he hits it so believable. It didn't come across as cheesy or corny or nothing like. And when I think of that match, I think of that moment of Cedric like just astounded that he's kicked out of this big like stack of moves if you know what I mean so that that's definitely the moment that sticks out for me I like that it's that you, know, you see it happen a few times don't you it almost becomes a bit of a, a trope with WWE guys the mm. whole like I can't believe they kicked out but yeah. when it's done well like yeah. it just adds to the moment so much yeah. so you say you've been like 12 13 years old when you saw this one, did you say? I think I must have been, if because if I can remember rightly, the Cruiserweight Classic was around like 2016, 17. So yeah. I would have been like, yeah, 12, 12 13. Because the thing is as well, is that I, re I, I discovered this about you, is that you started, um, apologies, by the way, my, my camera's doing really strange things. Let me see if I can fix that. There we go. don't know why it's done that. Um, but you started wrestling when you were 10. Is that yeah. correct? 
Yeah, yeah. It was a week before my 10th birthday, actually. It was the week before my 10th so birthday. You, so you started when you were nine then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Because at nine years old, like, we're all sort of pretend wrestling. We're play mm. wrestling. But, like, what made you go at nine? Like, this is definitely what I want to do. So it's like, I can, like I, I always say this, I can't, I can't remember a time where wrestling wasn't a thing in my life and it wasn't the thing that I wanted to do with my life. Um, so I've always had, like, the kind of passion for it, even from, like, a super, super young age. Um, and I was always like searching for schools because like every kid that likes wrestling, I'd always jump around on the sofas and like the trampoline with my teddy bears and stuff. Um, but I just, I, I just couldn't wait to get into a ring. Uh, so I was scouring, I was scouring and most schools was like 14 and above, 16 and above. And I found this one school, which was in Wakefield at the time, UKW. And they like, they didn't have an age limit for training. Like they did like a juniors class. So I went, I went down there and I, I joined up and, uh, yeah, man, it was just great just to be in a ring. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say I actually started really like training, training to be like a wrestler and actually like getting down stuff until like a few years later. But yeah, man, it was super cool just to be in an actual wrestling ring and take like actual bumps and, and run the ropes and like jump off the top rope as like a 10 year old. It was real fun, man. It was real fun. Your family sounds like they must have been cool with it if they were taking you to to Wakey to do wrestling before your 10th birthday. Like yeah, man, my, my bro, my, my family is the best. Like, um, it's me and my mum and my sister in the house and like they're the most supportive that they, they possibly could have been especially my mum like no no matter how rich and famous I get I can never ever repay her for what she's done because like she, she's just the best man like she, she'll pick me up from shows she'll drop me off at people's houses so I can get to shows she'll pick me up from training she'll take me training she'll take me to Sheffield Newcastle all these places man and it's just Without, without her, I wouldn't be where I was today. And like, I've got, I've got, a, I'm really fortunate that I have a really good like support system around me. Like my mum, my nan, my girlfriend, my sister, everyone is like behind me and pushing me like towards my goals and stuff. So I'm, I'm really, really lucky. Was there any ever, was there ever any doubt from your family uh, and your mum in particular, who you, you said previously has dropped you to and from wrestling shows? She's like, she's the Brit, she's the Brit rest version of Susan. Uh, Trent's mum. <laughs> That's what we need as an entrance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'd be amazing. But like, was there ever from your folk side of things, from your family side of things, was there ever the thought that maybe this was like a phase that you were going through and they wanted just to carry you through it? Or did they always know that this was always going to be what you did? I think, I think maybe at one point they may have thought, they may have thought it's a phase. But to be fair, I think as soon as I started training, they were like, oh, oh, he's locked into this now. Because, like, obviously, more, most little boys growing up like wrestling and they play the games and they have the figures and that. But when I think when I showed interest in training, that's when my mum, uh, especially, her eyes kind of opened, like, oh, this is something he really wants to do. And uh, like I said, she just got behind me and she's been pushing me all the way. Like, she's my main, she's my main, she's, she's the reason I wrestle, you know what I mean? Like, I can't quit wrestling now because all the work she's put in for me, I can't, I can't let her down like that. So I have to, I have to make it for her. Where you mentioned about video games and stuff as well. I know you and your cousin played SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. That was a big part of it. What was the go who was the go-to character on SmackDown versus Raw? Mm. So all the important questions in this interview, Leon, as you can tell. Mm. This, 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 is, uh, this is high stakes right here. This mm -hmm. is high stakes. So I think in the original in the in the 2007 one that I used to play with my cousin, I think my main guy was William Regal. Cause I, I I don't remember playing as anyone else, but I remember that that William Regal like you know like the promo picture of him like when he selects him on the screen. That's just that's just the thing that sticks in my mind every time I talk about this. So it must have been William Regal because I can't remember playing as anyone else. I was never I would never have expected you to say William Regal, but he's <laughs> a good all a good all rounder to play as is Regal. I do like yeah him. yeah. 
Uh, let's take you back to wrestling training. Uh, you obviously say in in Wakefield you had it wasn't full on training, but it was a chance for you to have a go yeah. and, and sort of get a feel for it. Once you started that journey training, um, what was something that you learned very quickly about wrestling that surprised you? Mm. It was. It came a lot easier to me than I thought it would. If you know what I mean, yeah. like I think. I think because I'm I'm quite an athletic kid and I always kind of have been. Um, and I used to do like jujitsu and stuff before I started training wrestling. So like the bumps and stuff were pretty similar. So I was like, oh, this is the same as what what I've done before. So it was it was nice to see the other stuff, like my other sporting interests and stuff, could apply to wrestling because I thought it'd be like a completely a completely alien a completely alien like subject kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it, that that was a nice thing about it. You say you mentioned jiu-jitsu there and some other sporting interests. So, what other outside of wrestling? What other sporting stuff did you have going on? So, I, I was quite into jiu-jitsu uh, when I was younger, like I was saying, and I used to, I used to be quite into football as well. I remember having this massive like Steven Gerrard poster on my wall uh, as a kid, but I'm, I'm not so into football now. But I used to be a big a big football fan. I I used to uh, go to this like AstroTurf thing after school and, and do some training for football. So may, maybe that's where my athletic prowess started. But uh, yeah, j- football and jiu-jitsu mostly when I was younger. It's funny because uh, we've had a man like Doris on this show as well. And we got talking about Worcester City uh, and his previous football shops as well. So I quite like how many, in how many ways you guys, whilst you sort of landed together, like how similar your journeys have yeah, been yeah. to get to where we are, which I think is really cool. Um, what's the, would, with jiu-jitsu, why jiu-jitsu? So I started going to jiu-jitsu just because it was something that ran like in the, in like the assembly hall at my school. I was like, oh, this is fun. I'll give it a go. And then like, I've always been like, like I was saying, like an athletic kid, like kind of a physical person. So like, it was, it was, I thought I really enjoyed jiu-jitsu just because it was like a sporting aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like the competitive aspect of it, even if it was just like a kid's class, um, I just it was it was something to do on a Friday night other than like go to the youth club or whatever you know what I mean um so yeah um it was something that I enjoyed for a while but like once once wrestling training started taking like a more like getting serious and stuff I, I dropped the jiu-jitsu out of the way and just focused on wrestling yeah you talked about UKW I know that you give a lot of love to Pursuit Pro Wrestling as well which yeah, is Liam Slater's school talk to us about moving from one to the other so at UKW it was uh, I'll never I'll never put a bad light on them because they gave me a start. They let me train it. They let me start training as young as I was. And like, obviously I learned on my fundamentals from them and stuff like that. But I, f- I personally felt like I could only get to a certain level at that. And I feel like I reached that certain level and I was plateauing for a while. So when COVID hit and uh, things started opening back up and Pursuit opened up, um, and obviously I'd known Liam because he'd pop his head in the door at UKW sometimes and come help out with the training sometimes uh, just before COVID. So I was I was um, already in contact with Liam and he he let me know he was opening Pursuit. And then Pursuit opened last April, I think. So we've been open for like a year and a bit now. And literally since since I joined, everything, everything has changed. Like I, I'll always credit UKW for giving me the start, but Pursuit and Liam made me the wrestler I am today 100%. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I, I don't I don't know where I'd be to be honest. I, I have no clue where I'd be. Was there a moment when you were moving when you moved over to Pursuit that it clicked that oh wow this is this is level two now? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like even just from the people that I was around, like training around, I was like wow. Like in UKW, I was like 
okay, I, I'm comfy here. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm the comfortable best person here. But when I got, first got to pursue, I was like, oh wow, there's really levels to this. There's really, really levels to this. <laughs> so was that a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system? Was it like, the, oh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm not the best here now. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, like being promoted yeah. to the next league up. Yeah, it was nice though, because like I said, I like the competition. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I try not to put myself in a room where I'm the best there because I enjoy learning from other people. You know what I mean? Um, so to be in like an environment where I was around like older people that have been doing it for longer and that were better than me, it was like a real refreshing thing that it's like my eyes open to like all the new stuff I can learn and and take from the people that I was around. Has there ever been a point where you doubted this was your journey? Mm, no, no, never. Like, Ever, like I said, like ever since I was a kid, I've always pictured me being a WWE champion. You know what I mean? Um, but well, I'd, obviously I'd have never pictured how it's happened. You know what I mean? Like it's happened so fast and things have just gone at such a quick pace this year. I, I never could have pictured. Like if you told me in November last year that I'd be on RevPro and Progress and North and doing all these things, I, I would have called you a liar. Um, but I always imagined that I would be doing this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. talk about the the year that you've had because it has been a breakout year but we'll do that after your second match for your desert island so we've had a uh, coach abuchi cedric alexander for the cruiserweight mm -hmm. classic what would you like match number two to be leon my my match number two would be the shield versus the wyatt family from elimination chamber 2014 nice the when uh, the when you say that the image i get in my mind's eye is the Wyatt's on this side of the ring, the Shield on that side of the yeah, ring, and it's yeah. the roar before that this is awesome chance as they all stand opposite each other and go, oh, yeah. this was a thing. Uh, talk to us why this match, tell us why this match has such significance to you. So, um, like, at, like at the time, uh, we never we never had Sky or anything, so I'd always be checking on like the YouTube, the YouTube like highlight, you know, like the top 10 moments that WWE do of like the Raws and the Smackdowns. Yeah. Uh, so I used to keep up with them and every week the Shield and the Wyatt family were like the top two, like top one or, top one or two moments on every single Raw and Smackdown. So they were like the, my two factions growing up, you know what I mean? So like previous generations are like Evolution and DX and stuff. But for me, it's the Wyatt family 
and the shield. So when they finally like clashed at Elimination Chamber, my my little mind was blown, man. That that felt like a, it was a big. No, I remember it as a fan myself, thinking this feels cool. Yeah, like, this feels yeah. like a really cool match. It felt like an Avengers film. You know what I mean? Like two hero yeah! teams mashing together. It was cool, man. Where were you as as a, obviously in your wrestling journey at that point when that match was on? So how old would you have been when that? Happened? I would have been ten. So that's that's around this time. That's around the so time you'd have had eight matches by now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You'd have won eight matches, won three titles by now. Gotcha. Because <laughs> gotcha. that all that would do is just is when you see a match like that, it would just make your eyes go ping, and you go, "This is yeah, I want to do this definitely." Yeah. yeah. All these years, so obviously when you were when you were starting out, like the the Shield and the Wyatt family was a was a top thing, and now in twenty twenty two, the Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt back on the scene again. As a fan, what are you making of the whole Bray Wyatt story that's currently being told? To be honest, I'm not quite sure what to make of it yet because I, I don't think I don't think it's been unraveled. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to the unraveling of this story with like the Uncle Howdy stuff and stuff like that. Like mm. I think Bray is is. Obviously, he's one of the most creative people when it comes to this wrestling stuff. So I'm um, I'm excited to see what he comes with because he's always come with something different and something intriguing. You know what I mean? It's always out of the box. So I'm I'm excited to see what to see what he does. Did your your love of wrestling or your appreciation of wrestling change once you started wrestling yourself even more? Yeah, yeah. Like I think I think I realized how good these guys are. You know what I mean? Like obviously, you watch it like as a fan and stuff, you're like, oh yeah, he's a really good wrestler. But when you like become a wrestler, you can see like the little nuances and like the little um the little moments and stuff like that, that these people create and like, wow, th- there is levels to this. You know what I mean? Like now I watch like a Roman Reigns and it's like, how can I even possibly get on his level? You know what I mean? Like it, it is crazy how good some of these guys are. Uh, you bounced into 2022 and this has been just an incredible breakout year. Uh, the likes of which, like in British wrestling, I I very rarely see. Uh, the you know you've you've pushed through with North Wrestling, won your first championship with North Wrestling. Uh, you've competed against Takeshita Progress Wrestling, um, Speedball Mike Bailey is part of Rev Pro X Division Champion Speedball Mike Bailey, and I want to pause on that match for a second there. Um, and before we even go, I haven't even mentioned Leo Rush yet. Yeah, and like, Leo, and Leo, like yeah. those three matches on their own would be enough for a year. Like, and that's mm. not even mentioning Leo flipping Rush. Um, uh, let's go through some of these marquee matches for you, Mike. When did you find out you were wrestling Mike Bailey? So I think it was like, oh, you know what? This is a good story actually. So I found out when I was at training. I remember it was me, Liam, and Gene Money. We were all in the unit, and we were just we were just chilling. You know what I mean? I think we were ordering some food at the time or something like that. And I was like. I got uh, my phone started blowing up, my phone started buzzing. I was like, holy shit, I'm wrestling speedball at York Hall. And like, I remember Gene came up and gave me the biggest hug, man. He's like, oh man, you're killing it. I'm so proud of you and stuff like that. So that, that was when I found out. And I think that was maybe like a week, two weeks before it happened. Is that quite a common thing whereby I'm uh, that's this is me out of more in curiosity. Is that quite a common thing where you'll find out who you've got on the show when the graphic drops? Yeah, yeah. So it, it is pretty common. And I kind of prefer it that way, to be honest, because mm-hmm. like you find out, you find out when all the fans find out. So you get to be in the hype of all the fans at that moment. You know what I mean? So it's a cool thing. But would you, is there ever been a situation that you've known of? Um, it's, I don't mean this is like a loaded question. I'm just intrigued as to like a graphic would drop and you or somebody you know would go, oh, oh no. 
Oh, no, like, like it's a, yeah. but it's, a but it's like, a, oh, I don't think I want that one. Have you known that to happen or has that happened to you? Yeah, that's happened plenty of times, man. That happens all the time. It happens, it happens plenty of times. That's like, that's the only other risk that you run is going, oh, yeah. but, oh but you know, you, the, you can't be upset with, with Mike Bailey. No. Um, so the graphic drops, you're in the hype with everybody. Gene Money's over the moon for you. Big Gene Money hug. They're the best hugs around. And uh, when do you first speak to Mike Bailey? So I actually met Mike Bailey um, for the first time at the Star Cave show that Breed Wrestling ran in that big, like, Devil's Ass Cave. Oh, I loved that. They did yeah. a show in a cave, of course. So I, I did a lot of the crew stuff for Breed, uh, like, when I was younger. So this is, this is another cool thing about this run I'm on now. Like, I'm meeting, I'm meeting people for the first time again, but I've already met them because they wrestled for Breed. So I'm like... I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we've already met. But they're like, hi, my name's this. And I'm like, hi, I'm Leon. You know what I mean? Um, so it was a cool moment because some people do remember me. And Speedball did remember me. So obviously, I met him for the first time at that Star Cave show. And then I met him for the first time again this year um, at the Summer Sizzler in uh, Manchester for Rev Pro. And I, I was thinking he wouldn't remember. So I was going up to him, offering my hand, you know, hi, I'm Leon. It's nice to meet you. He's like, no, we have already met. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. That's cool. It's cool that he remembered me. And then um, obviously I spoke to him a lot on the day of the York Call show and stuff like that. So yeah, man, he's a cool guy. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy uh, being in the locker room with him. Putting that match together, um, talk us through some of the conversations that you guys had, some of the, the maybe the, the pearls of wisdom that Mike may have had for you before the match. Mm, so he's a crazy guy, man. He, he, he is, he wants to do a lot of crazy stuff. Like I think there was a point where he wanted to like, spinning back kick my drop kick out the air or something like that and like there's so many things in that match that didn't make it in so when we wrestle again who knows what's going to happen um but yeah like like I was saying like with the pursuit stuff like the locker rooms that I'm in now it's crazy I'm just around like wise people all the time so even just speaking to him about wrestling like not even our match just speaking to him about wrestling I learned so much uh what's been a piece of advice that you've been given this year mm. that, that has stayed with you so um, I remember a training session earlier this year where the focus was on like character and stuff like that. And like, even, even, even now I don't really have like a defined like character, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a gimmick uh, if you want to call it that. Um, but I remember we were doing this drill, this character drill and uh, Liam pulled me aside afterwards and he was like, listen, the more, the more of the real life you that you can portray into your wrestling, the, the better you're going to be. Um, and I've always kind of kept that with me. And since then, I've tried to be like more relaxed and more natural in the ring. And I, I think that comes across uh, quite well. Um, so ever ever since that, I've, I've really tried to keep that in mind. And I think I think that has helped me a lot this year for sure. Has that been a bit of a, a learning curve for you then? Because as you say, the wrestling thing came to you naturally. But then it's a case of going, OK, now I need to be a bit more, I need to work on, I need to be more of a character. I could do the mm. wrestling bit, but now the challenge for you, it's funny because you'll meet people along the way and I know you have as well, where it's the opposite. And they go, we've got the character stuff down pat. I'm not as good at the wrestling stuff, but mm. I've got the character stuff right. So you got it the other way around. But so that's something that you're working towards then. Yeah, yeah, I'm still working towards that, like trying to um, kind of define myself more as like, a, as like an act or an identity, you know what I mean? Like I feel, I feel people know what I bring, but I'm not at a point yet where they could describe it, if you know what I mean. Like, if, if we go back to Gene Money, like, Gene Money, yeah, he's the dog man. He, he has nipple tape, he has the dog collar, he has the dog merch, he comes out in a sailor's hat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to try and get to that point where I can kind of brand myself and have just more of a, a clear identity of what, like, Leon Slater is. 
and you're having to work on that whilst you're having this phenomenal breakout year mm. so there's no real time to sort of take a foot off the gas and build no, anything because no. you know you're 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 recovering from Takeshita, you're facing mike bailey and then you're facing leo rush um was that another one where it was a graphic reveal for you yeah 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 because <laughs> uh, again another great way to find it out with and Leo Rush is such an interesting character to, to follow the story of. He's, he's dipped in and out of wrestling a few times over the past few years. What was your experience like working with Leo Rush? I loved it, man. Like, Leo is someone that I've looked up to for, like, a long time since, like, his PWG and Ring of Honor stuff. So it was a real, like, pleasure to share the ring with him and have that and have that match with him. And, like, for all the kind of bad rep that he gets sometimes, I, like, he was he was as nice as he could be. You know what I mean? Like he was a super humble guy. He came up and introduced himself to me, which I thought was like a really nice, a really nice little touch on it. So yeah, man, he, he's a great guy. I really enjoyed wrestling him. A multitude of high profile matches, your first championships, uh, a, a trip to America on the horizon, days to go when this goes out live. We'll yeah. talk about it in a second. Um, a genuine question, Leon, how are you coping? It, it's... It's difficult sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. It is difficult. Um, but I honestly, I have no complaints. Like I, w I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like this is the, I'm living the life that I've been wanting to live since I was four years old. You know what I mean? So I have no complaints, and it doesn't, it doesn't often hit me like what I'm doing. Like it, it's not a week to week thing where it's like, oh my god, I'm wrestling speedball this week. Oh my god, I'm rushing to catch the next week. You know what I mean? Like I kind of just switch off and go through the motions of it. Um. And that's, that's another thing I'm trying to work on. I try to be present as much as possible uh, when I'm wrestling and just kind of enjoy the moment of it because, you know, who, who knows how long it's going to last. Um, how, are you, how are you finding that sort of journey to becoming more present? Are you putting things in place mentally for yourself? To allow yeah, that? yeah. So it's like I, when, when, I'm, when we're like going through the matches in the back and stuff, I try and, I try and select a moment of the match where I'm going to just take a breath and think, this is cool, I'm wrestling Leo Rush, I'm wrestling Speedball, and try and just take a moment to look out at the audience and realise what I'm doing and look at the logo on the, on the canvas um, and just appreciate what I'm doing. Uh, like, and like I said, it doesn't often hit me what I'm doing, but when it when it does hit me, like, it's 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 cool, man. Like, it's, it's very overwhelming. Um, and, that, and that's kind of what happened after the after the Speedball match, to be honest. Uh, it's not on the video on demand, but, like, there's, there's a Twitter clip out there somewhere after the match, I got a standing ovation and stuff. Uh, like all the people chanting my name and there's a, the, the clip, I, I just collapsed to my knees. I put my I put my head in my hands and I just start bawling my eyes out in a ring. Cause that was the one of the one of the first moments where I'm like, wow, I've been watching these like Rev Pro highlights in York Hall for years, for years. And I'm finally here and I've got a standing ovation in York Hall. Um, so when, when it hits me, it hits me heavy, but it's not like, it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, it's just processing like what what is happening in my life right now, and it, it's crazy. But it's fun. It's fun. Oh, it so is. It's fun to see it as well. But I think obviously, I, it's 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 worth letting people know that you're still so young and you're still so new, and and sometimes these things come at you so fast. And I want to make sure you're okay because I'm all good. Coming man. At no a million miles an hour. Um, we're going to talk about uh, your your forays into America very shortly, but uh, before we do, as well as asking for three wrestling matches, mm. I also like to ask guests uh, if, and I like to spring this on people uh, to see what their first reactions are. You're also allowed to bring with you a movie, Ooh. An, an album, and a luxury item. 
Now, the luxury item can be something of sentimental value. It could be a bit of tech that you can't fathom being without. I know people in the past have brought their pets and they can do that as well. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. What movie would you like to bring with you, Leon? See, a movie is tough. A movie is tough because a lot of my favorite movies are like kind of thrillers and horrors and stuff like that. So I feel like if you're on a desert island, you can't rewatch like a shutter island over and over again because you know the plot. You know what I mean? It's all about the twist at the end. So I'd, it, it'd have to be a comedy, wouldn't it? Or something along the lines. So may, maybe I'd go with The Dictator, actually. that That is a... I love that film. I love... Or, or Borat. Borat is, is another good shout. Um, I just watched that one recently. That's real good. So probably I've read Empty would be my movie. Just something lighthearted, you know what I mean? I don't think I've seen all of The Dictator. I know it's just, it's it's the Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Uh, and a uh, similar idea to, to Borat and to Bruno. And it's just yeah, putting this yeah. character out in the real world and just seeing what happens, which I, I love the idea of. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real fun film. What about an album? An album. An album. To Pimple Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. That 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 would be my album because it's, it's got a perfect mix of everything, man. Like it's got the storytelling raps, it's got the it's got the good feeling raps. You know what I mean? It's got some more low key, like kind of sad songs. Like it's it's got so it covers you for everything pretty much. So yeah, that that'd be my album definitely. Uh, finally, that luxury item. What would that be, Leon? So look, it can be anything. Anything that's gonna yeah, a bit of a creature comfort from home. It can be. Do I have electricity on the island? Yeah, we'll give you electricity. We'll Ooh. get a generator. <laughs> okay, I got electricity, but on it, I don't have a signal on a desert island, do I? You know what? I would take a pack of fruit seeds. That's that would be my electricity. <laughs> fruit fruit okay, what? Yeah, I'm a I'm a fiend for fruit, man. Like mangoes, strawberries, uh, raspberries. Oh, yeah, so you so that. you're getting set for the long haul. You're gonna plant yeah. the fruit seeds. Yeah. Ah, and then and then you become the master of the, your own production. Then exactly, exactly. Nice. What's a go-to post-match fruit? Oh, go to post match fruit. That's tough. That's probably a mango, to be fair. Like a nice, a nice ripe mango, a nice juicy mango. That, that, that's, pro that's probably the best shot. I think it's good for that for riders for future shows. Mm. If we can get right, if we get mangoes on all of the on Slater's gigs. Oh my God. Oh my God. My life would be complete. Honestly, it would. We can drop an email to Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> you will be competing on November the 20th, so just a few yes, days sir. from time of broadcast uh, in uh, Providence, Rhode Island for GCW Aura. So uh, when when did you, when did uh, Brett Lauderdale and co. put the call into you? So obviously they'd, they'd seen me at like the, the GCW and TNT weekend when they came over here. Um, I was on, I managed to get on the, the GCW show over here Um Thanks to Tony Deppen. So big shouts out to Tony Deppen for getting me on that one. And then obviously I wrestled Blake Christian at the Progress um, on the Sunday. Uh, so Brett Brett was kind of keeping in contact with me um, sporadically throughout the weeks. Then he'd hit me with the odd message and stuff, but nothing really came to fruition of it. And then um, I remember it was like maybe two weeks ago on a Wednesday, I was heading to the gym. I was on a bus um, and I got this message and it was um, usually because usually Brett just hits me the yo and that's it. Or, or like he hits me with a yo or a hey, just a one word thing. And then this time he hits me with a yo with like loads of O's and that. And I was like, oh, okay, this time's a bit different. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like um, are you, are you free on this weekend? Do you want to come to America? And I'm like, yes, sir, obviously let's do it, man. So it came about real quick. I think um, I obviously I was talking to Brett at like the lunchtime. Um, that's when he first contacted me. And then it was announced by like the evening. So it, it really came about real fast. What did your, your mum make of it when you told her? 
Oh, she was. Oh, she. I think she cried. You know, I think she, honestly, I think she Bless cried because since like America's been a dream of mine. Like even just to go and visit America, um, it's been a dream of mine like forever. So like to go to be paid to go over there and stuff like that. Um, yeah, man, it, it's a, it literally a dream come true. Literally a dream come true. What non wrestling stuff are you going to be doing in America? The food, man. That, that's. that's <laughs> I want to try Wendy's, Chick Fil A. Uh, what else is that out there, man? There's too there's too much to name out there, and uh, the cereal is something I'm going to be bringing back. That that cinnamon toast crunch. Oh God, yeah, get as much of that as you can, because there's only like like three or four places that do it in the UK. It's like twenty quid a packet. Yeah, yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, it's it's bullshit. I love us. I'm completely with you on on the thing of when you go. I want to go to Wendy's. I want to go to Sizzler. I want to go to Denny's. Yeah, and I get really excited about it. And then and then I was speaking to a friend of mine from the states, and they put it into context, and they went, "You know, that's like when I come over here and go, yeah, get in, Greg's. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good. Oh, get in, Costa. Like that's a that's a fair show. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take it because like, you know it's you don't get you know you get chance to go to Denny's or Popeyes or anything over here. So Popeyes, that's another one. Yeah, Popeyes, Popeyes. Next time you're in Newcastle, make more time when you get here because at the Metro Centre gates said they've just opened a Popeyes. Mmm. Mm. That will that won't be the same as the hometown one. I got to get it from the source. Oh, you've you've got to go to the root of all Popeyes. Yeah, but, yeah. If, but if you but if you come back and you realise you've developed a terrible addiction to it, you can at least somewhat placate it when you're in, in the northeast. Uh, yeah. In the northeast, yeah, exactly. Ask Andrew Bowers. He'll probably put it on this on the rider with the mango. That could be the next North sponsor. Who knows? Oh, who look who at knows? this. We'll do a bit of business for Bowers. It'd be fine. <laughs> uh, have we now at this point? It probably would have been announced who you're facing. Um, but away from that, is there anybody state like for GCW that you think you'd like to get amongst it with? Yeah, man. Like Nick Wayne is the top of my list. Definitely. Oh, just, good show. Just, just because I feel like we're the two young guys in wrestling at the moment, and it, we're back. We're bound to have a match at some point. So it should. It literally is a question of who's going to put it on first. Um, and hopefully GCW is the place to put it on first. But um, if not him, I'd like to run it back with Blake Christian. Um, I feel like that would be real fun. And I'd like to run it back with Leo Rush in the States as well. I've seen he's doing some stuff for GCW. I think he did special gauge the other weekend. So that would be a fun one to run back. And then, like, first-time opponents-wise, I'd like to wrestle Deppen. Uh, I'd like to have Cole Radrick in the singles. Um, Ninja Mac is another one. Uh, Alex Zane. There's, there's a, the, the roster pool out there is crazy, man. It, 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 they have... Uh, an insane depth in roster. You know what I mean? I, I want to wrestle all of them, um, but those are the main ones for sure. Oh, let's crack that forbidden door open and get you in, in front of some more people in the States. Yes, sir. Let's, uh, let's do your third and final match then. Uh, so we had uh, Abushi and Cedric Alexander from the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, we had the Wyatts and the Shield from Elimination Chamber. What's your final one going to be, Leon? My final one would be the WrestleMania 23 ladder match, the Money in the Bank one that CM Punk wins. Nicely done. So uh, why this one over all the others that we've had? So again, this is this is uh, relating back to my cousin. I think this was one of the first like DVDs that he gave me on the hand-me-down. Like, because obviously once he grew up, at, grown out of wrestling, I got all his games, got all his figures, I got all his DVDs and stuff. And I think WrestleMania was one of the first ones that I watched in full. And obviously that being on first, like my mind was blown, man. Um, and obviously, like, there's, there's so many spots in that match. Like, it's, the one that sticks out for me, though, is the Jeff Hardy where he just sits on Edge and Edge looks like he dies, man. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that, that's always that's always one where... I think I think that was, like, one of my first introductions to, like, actually watching wrestling, like, outside of the video games. 
Um, so that that's always like a pretty a pretty monumental match for me. So would it be something you'd watch with your cousin maybe on DVD? Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Nice, nice. Is there hope to get to WrestleMania at some point and see some of this live? Hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what's gonna happen next WrestleMania weekend? Maybe I'll be out there for work, or maybe I'll just be out there to watch, man. Who knows? Uh, I, do you know what? If twenty twenty three is anywhere, is half as exciting for you as twenty twenty two, then Jesus Christ, we're in for a good time. Yes, sir. Uh, if you run a building in America, uh, please get some building insurance and then hire Leon Slater to come and ruin your lights. Uh, mate, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm genuinely glad that we got this together. Like behind the curtain, it's, we, we had to bounce back and forth a couple of weeks to get this done. But I thought, I want to get you before you go to America because yes, I sir. genuinely, genuinely believe that uh, you, sir, are about to blow up. And you, I just wanted to be in there before you get inundated. So <laughs> I wanted to catch him before you get too busy. And I appreciate you slumming it with me for about an hour. So thank you so much. No worries, man. Thank um, you for having me. Where can people go to find out all about you and keep up to date with everything that you're doing? Go for it. So I am official 0.01 on Instagram. I am official 0 underscore 01 on the Twitter. Um, official 001.bigcartel.com for the merch. Um, just got a new t-shirt release. Catch that on there. And then uh, Leon Slip or on the on the youtube to catch all the free matches and that get all of that and get a new t-shirt the youngest in charge is yes, coming sir. to take over america <laughs> yes sir hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 